This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Sip the juice. I got enough to go around. And the thought takes place uptown. I grew up on a sidewalk while on street talk. And then talk to Hulk New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. They phony in Manhattan and never been took it. Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down. Get strong on the island. Recoup and lay around. Time to build my juice back up. Pop stack up. Suckers get smacked up. Don't doubt the clout. You know what I'm about. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ballhawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amal Hawkins. Appreciate you taking time out today to listen to the latest podcast of the show. If you just listened to the offensive Miami recap, this is a defensive offensive recap. I wanted to break them up because I figured it would be a little longer this time. And I didn't want to put it all in just one podcast because I know it would be overwhelming. So before we get started, got to salute the sponsors, Aber Insurance. Go to AberInsurance.com. Net for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life insurance. The good people at Able Insurance. Go to brightensmile.com. B-R-Y-T-N smile.com. Enter in the promo code, the ball hawk, and you will save 25% on your total order. So you want to brighten up them T-Fasis, them T-Fasis, go to brightensmile.com. And go to sthujuice.com. For all your Shut the Hell Up Juice and the Ball Hawk Show apparel. And if you didn't listen to the last podcast at the beginning, I do giveaways each month. At the end of each month, um, all you have to do to enter the giveaway is go to anchor.fm, search the Ball Hawk Show podcast, hit that support button, and just support. You know, whether it's 99 cent, $4.99, you enter in a chance to receive free Ball Hawk Show apparel so let's jump right into it man we ain't gonna take too long but you know how we gotta start off you know we gotta start off you gotta start off with something to get your mind right we talking about defense you're back against the wall right now they complaining not complaining but they holding you accountable what's going on we're gonna talk about a lot we're gonna talk about for missed tackles we're gonna talk about timeouts oh yeah timeouts y'all think pete gillen coaching huh we're gonna talk about them timeouts but we got to get our mind right, man. We always got to set the mood when we get into a podcast. Because I feel like we've been throwing up on ourselves and people giving up on us. Look. If you had... Get this film ready. One shot. You get your mind right. One opportunity. Seize everything you ever you wanted. You seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. You can't take it for granted. That you capture... Right, man. Yo, what is it? His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how everybody's choking now. The clocks run out. Time's up. Over. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke. So mad, but he won't give up daddies. He know he won't have it. He knows his whole back to these ropes. It don't matter. He's dope. He knows that, but he's broke. He's so stagnant. He knows when he goes back to this mobile home, that's when it's back, back to, to the, the lab, lab again. Yo, this old rhapsody better go capture this moment and hope it don't do it. Right now, man, we letting it go, man. We letting it go right now, man. Letting it go. So we're gonna jump into this film, man. So, like I said, bear with me. We going play by play. We are gonna identify if it was a missed tackle, uh, what transpired as far as touchdowns, why it happened, 
that's what we're gonna do, man. We're gonna I'm gonna start just doing live reactions when I watch the cut-ups. I'm not it's not nothing pre-rehearsed. I don't have any notes taken down. And if you hear me rambling, that's just what I do when I watch the film. But at least you get to come into the Hawks Nest and we could break it down together and we could get to the truth. You heard my offensive breakdown. Initially, I thought Anai didn't call a good game in the second half. And I just realized we didn't execute as well. We had like three or four plays that I didn't like. But overall, it was like, yo, we got to execute. You got to finish plays. You got to catch. You got to, you know, make blocks. Like, yeah, so... Let's jump right into this defense, man. Let's pull this up. Let's see what the Havoc Hoos did on defense. But let me let me let me talk about this because I forgot to discuss this in the offense. The 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 lack of review on the hit on Terrell Jenner was just terrible. Just terrible. Like it was clear targeting. Just terrible. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm not mistaken. I think Bronco called a timeout just to see if they would get them to review that. And they didn't. And then they ended up reviewing the 12 men on the field, which should have been, um, it's not a legal substitution. What is, what is it when it's like a 15-yard penalty, I think, when you got, is it a 15-yard penalty when you get 12 dudes on the field now, when you got 12, like illegal participation versus illegal substitution? Or is it just five? I think it's just five yards. I'm tripping. But, yeah, that that right there, the refs got to do better. Like, that was a clear – especially when a receiver is just laying down and he takes a minute to get up. Like, it doesn't hurt anything to stop the game and, and review it because I've seen them do it a lot now. They do that a lot. When there's a big hit, they go review it just to make sure. And the fact that they didn't even get anything from upstairs to review it, and then when you see the replay, it's a clear targeting. Like, it's clear targeting and i see why bronco you know burn the timeout and I, let me look at my notes to make sure the, the notes from the game as far as play by play to see if he did burn that timeout and that had to be in the third quarter if he did burn that timeout right then because i know he burned a timeout on defense nah he didn't burn a timeout right there he was just trying to get them to to review it. So he didn't burn a timeout right there. Because he burned. Bear with me for a minute. Because I'm trying to read through. The third down play by play summary. To see if I can see a timeout for us. Um, we had the ball. Oh no, punt. Went through that. Play play. Alright so we use a timeout. With six minutes left. On one drive. That's that's going to be a part of our defensive discussion. With the timeouts. Yeah, so we didn't use a timeout. Because they had the ball when we used that timeout. Because that's when Amos got essentially injured and it turned into a media timeout on that drive. All right, so yeah. So that that should have been targeting. So, all right, let's get to the defense now. You know, I just thought about it. The targeting happened in the second quarter with like 43 seconds left. It was the second quarter. And let me check and see if... A timeout was burned right there or not. So, yeah, Coach Bronco did burn the timeout after that hit on Terrell Jenner in the second quarter to see if they would review it and give us that penalty that could have possibly put us closer in range. Let me see. The ball was on the negative 36, so that would have been, like, close to midfield. So, I see why he did it. Then they end up having that, you know, the 12 men on the field. So that was when Coach Bronco burned the timeout was after Jenner was hit in the first half, which was targeting. And both safeties, both starting safeties would have been out the game for Miami. All right, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Got the film up. Let's go. First play of the game. They're on their own 25. Not about regular. Base defense, no extra defensive backs. I am. We got Noah bumped out versus a slot because they basically got 21 personnel, two back. Oh, and that's a receiver in the backfield. They come out, they fake the screen route. They got a wheel route with their tight end. Clary comes down. So you got Nick on the post route, passing off to Amos. He wheels his head around, 
Got the safety counter and trailing, so he's on the hip. Good catch. Very good catch. Safety closes the ground, tries to trap the hip, tries to turn around and find the ball. Tight end does a good job taking it off his helmet. A gain of 32. Only a three-man rush, so he has plenty of time. Delivers a very good ball. That was a, that was a really good catch because it's underthrown. He takes it off the helmet of our safety. So we said the tight end was big time, and he showed first play of the game. And then second play, sudden change, tempo. Now we're caught. So instead of having a natural safety playing back, we have Noah playing deep safety. So the first play of the game, Noah was up on the slot on the point guy. This time we switched it and we have a safety down on the point guys, trips to the boundaries. Noah is now playing the deep hash safety. And he's basically man to man with their best. Res- yeah, this is just, this is just bad. Like, I don't know why. And maybe it's cause it's to the boundary and Noah's to the, like, in all honesty, I would have pushed. I would have pushed a natural safety on the side with the trips. I would have put Noah to. I would have kept Noah to the field. And I don't, and I don't know if that was miscommunication because Noah's usually playing to the field. I would have kept Noah to the field, and I would have put Clary back there. I just had Noah just check Nick Grant to the field because with that formation, if they do run. If they do run a natural pass play, Noah has to check a receiver because you have a safety on a tight end. Like Either way, I would either put Noah up on the safety or I would have kept him to the field and put that field safety to the boundary, a natural cover guy. So they caught us. They hit the call. He had no chance because he's not he's not naturally a peddler. So you got a, uh, their fastest receiver on a six-foot-five linebacker, defensive end. Touchdown. Two plays, touchdown. It started as bad as it can. So they must have saw something in the film that knew that they would get that matchup. Because he looked right at Noah the entire time. And we got another three-man rush, which Manny Alonzo actually gets a great jump, and he gets held. So that's a touchdown. So that 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 first series ended quick. So second series, we switched to our 2 four, five defense. We now have Snowden and Noah playing defense in. We got Bernie on the inside. And that's Juwan. Juwan Briggs. They come out with some type of play action. Trying to outflank us. Noah's getting held like hell, and they called it. Noah does a good job of being violent. That's why they called it, because he's being violent with his hands. And Zane had a big hit on the tight end anyway for negative yards. So they got a holding call. They backed up. We're in our two, four, five again. Crosses press to the boundary. He comes on an island dog, a cornerback blitz. Noah does a good job of stepping down, playing with his hands, causing it to spill because he has Zane outside of him. So he plays his gap correctly. Zane steps outside. Who is that, Bratton, the free defender? Yeah, Bratton's the free defender in the slot. Briggs does a good job of two-gapping. Oh, yeah, that's big time, Briggs. Bernie swims over top, creating that pressure. Snowden does an excellent job of diving down and crashing, causing the bat to stop his feet and try to bounce it out. Bratton's the free guy. Snowden makes the TFL from the backside. Huge play. Second down or the second series. Two, four, five again. You got Noah playing running the game with Zane. Zane coming outside. Noah going inside. They pick it up well. We drop Snowden once we see the H back coming out. We get pressure with Zane. King gets out the pocket. For a 19 yard game. 
man, he's getting held, man. Damn Noah getting held. But you, you can call holding every play if you want. So it's third and one. Still in the first quarter. Inside. Inside zone. Man on man. Bernie steps down. Briggs, two gapping. Safety, come up and shoot your gun. Come shoot your gun. Because if you come shoot your gun, the lineman can't get you. Like I said, it's easier said than done. I'm, you know, I see what he's saying, though. You got to make sure King doesn't keep it. And it's just third and one. So, you you know, bend but don't break. Where defenders ain't. So now it's first and ten. Four wides. Still two four five defense. Got Snowden. He runs the game with Zane now. Noah drops. Safety backs off. They got the inside bang route to the tight end. He's not covered at all. Um, I don't know, you know, if the backer, since Zane was triggering, if the backer's supposed to go to the field because Noah has the boundary. So he's good. So I feel like the backer should go to the field. That's the natural flow since Zane is triggering from his um, his backer spot. I feel like the backer beside him needs to replace where he was at because he replaced where he's at. He's in the throwing lane. I don't know if he had if he's responsible for the back, but it seems like since Noah's dropping, Bratton and Noah can take Bratton, Noah, and Cross can take the three receivers to the right. I feel like the linebacker with Zane triggering off the edge with Snowden diving inside, I feel like Nick can bump to the field. And I don't know if he's supposed to or not. I'm just guesstimating right now. Because how the safety's playing, the safety's not holding it. So it may have been a safety that should have came downhill. That's a missed tackle. That's the first missed tackle of the game. And then Nick, with great hustle, tackles the tight end. So that's two big plays by the tight end. That's the only two catches he had all game because Jordan didn't play. Two four five defense again. They get a nice push. Manny does a good job of defeating the blocker, but they wash him down some. Nick is trying to make sure that King doesn't keep it, so he has to stay and hold his water. So good play design by them, but we corral them. Just a five-yard game. Teams are going to gain some yards, so you can't be perfect every play. Second and five, another run. They run another inside zone. Manny does a great job again, getting off, causing the back to identify him and stop his feet. Nick does a great job of defending the back, the the lineman coming off the tandem block, trying to block him. He swims him. The guy's basically grabbing Nick by the waist. He takes the lineman to the ball and makes the tackle. Great job by Nick. Third and three, inside zone. They don't get it. Great job by the defense. Still not 2-4-5. Nick comes in, hits the center in the mouth, pushes him back. Oh, yeah, get some. Get fat. The young juggernaut's down there, 90. Jameer is in there doing a good job of two-gapping. Low center of gravity, defeats this guy. 51 tries to tan the block to get Zane. Once he tried to tan the block, Carter comes off, gets the initial hit with Nick, and they hold him. Fourth and one. Inside zone. Good play call. Because Snowden has to respect the running prowess of King, so he has to hold his water. They get a nice gap down block, and they squeeze and barely get it. Good play by Snowden, though, to be patient and understand that, hey, if they get the first, we can line up again versus possibly giving up a long, you know, touchdown. Because if he dives in right now, King is one-on-one in a lot of space with our DB. So they get the first. Again, this is their second drive. Now we bring Nick on a fire. We drop Snowden to the field. They throw a hammer out, five-yard gain. Snowden does a good job of going curl to flat. So that was good. Good by Snowden. Second and five. Try to run a swing. We identify it. Snowden identifies it. So we lined up. 245 Gam is in now. 
Gam fires from the boundary. Snowden's to the field. He backs out. We 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 got two guys covering the back, so Snowden kind of comes back. But Gam gets the sack from the boundary. Great pass rush. Great job by Nick. By defeating the, the guard, he causes King to change his eyes and identify because if he doesn't, like, Nick's going to hit him in the mouth. He avoids Nick. Gam does a good job of returning. He runs the hump and returns. Gets the sack. So now it's third and eight. We send four. Running the game up top. Then we got Zane coming all the way on the outside. Ooh, no. Oh, my God. Snowden destroys the center and the guard and gets the sack. Good gracious. He destroyed. He basically did what Aaron Donald did. He destroyed two dudes. He just ran right over top of the center and the guard. He destroyed the guard. And he get a sack. Him and Manny, it's intentional grounding. This is, counts as a sack. We stop him. Next possession, they come out, try to run smoke screen to the boundary. Nick identifies it. Good tackle. Good tackle. One-yard gain. And that's tough for a linebacker in space versus a receiver. It's a great tackle. Dives underneath the, the guard, trying to, the, the tackle trying to come out. Good job by Nick right there. Inside zone. Got to be patient because they have a running quarterback, so we can't attack like we want. Zane holds his water. Snowden holds his water. They attack. Bow. Nice tackle. Nice violent tackle by both of them. Third and six. Yeah, that's a great. That's that's uh, that's a great right there. That was a great right by the receiver. Just a quick burst route. Uh, Bratton does a good job of being patient. He just comes out his break very fast. King makes a great throw. He secures the tackle, line up again. They get the first down, but you know, that was a great route and catch. Good throw, too. He bur- he came out of his route. I mean, Bratton did what he's supposed to do, protect your inside. Tried to undercut, great throw by King. One minute left in the first, first and ten. Inside zone. Bernie does a good job of fighting down, fighting down, initially hitting the back. And guys wrote guys playing violent. I like it. Man, Alonzo does a good job two gapping. While two gapping, Bernie crashes down. Nick, Noah, all those guys finish. Finish your food. Two, four, five again. We got Noah and Gamman. At end, they try to run basically off tackle. Noah does a good job of uh, fighting off the chip, keeping his outside arm free. Zane does a good job of staying outside of Noah. Noah sits down. You got backside pursuit by Bernie. Excellent job. Excellent job by Bernie. Well, Bernie's actually the front side, but he steps inside the guard. His pursuit, good hit. No gain. Third and eight. This is just a sluggo versus Nick. Nick does a good job. He's standing in his pedal. He shuffles in with the slant. Everything's good. He actually breaks to the to the goal before the receiver, so he's on top of him. He's in position, just mistimes his jump. Mistimes his jump. That's all. Very, I mean, this is exceptional coverage. It's exceptional technique, feet. Just mistimes his jump. That's all. Now you got to, you know, Nick was a guy that had issues with his feet and his leverage. He's improved on that. Now he has to work on finishing. It's a great catch, too, by the receiver. Very good, very good catch. You got to tip your hat to them. They finished. Uh, first and 10, they run an inside trap. Get a four-yard gain. Nice tackle by Amos. No missed tackle by anybody. I'm paying attention because a lot of a lot of people claiming we miss a lot of tackles. So I gotta pay attention to see if we miss a lot of tackles. They run a little bubble screen. They had us out flank. There's three receivers to the bottom screen with two defenders. They're counting. So what they started doing yesterday 
was at the line of scrimmage when they went tempo, they would spread us out and they would count. You know, you got five down linemen, so you would count to see if it's five defenders. I mean, six. if it's six defenders in the box, we're throwing it to the outside. If it's five defenders in the box, we're running. So we got six in the box. They got us outflanked to the bottom, three to two. They faked the inside zone. They throw the bubble screen. Good tackle by Bratton, and he was being held. They didn't call that. So now we're going to start the second quarter. We fixed the issue with being outflanked. We three on three out here. We still have six to the inside because we bring the safety down. They're trying to run a swing. We got Noah actually bumped out here over top of the tight end, which we should have. So that's the adjustment we made. We put Noah over the tight end versus having him in the deep scene, even though this is to the field where he naturally plays at. And he makes a great tackle. Great open field tackle. No missed tackle. Great tackle by Noah. And way to clean him up by Zane. So now second and 10, ball on on the 17. This is the red zone. Mm, inside zone. They had us beat. They got inside a cross. Snowden gets his hand on the ball. So we we're in our regular base 34 defense, but we got Snowden up on the line of scrimmage in the boundary, and we allowed him to rush, and he gets his hand on the ball because we're beat to the inside and the boundary. You know, we're doing a good job of staying patient at the line of scrimmage, but when we're shuffling, we have to understand where the threat is at. Like, we have to understand now, if the safety is supposed to help him, then I don't see an issue with him allowing a receiver to run that inside route. But if you're going to get beat, you got to get beat to the outside because it looks like you don't supposed to have help. So that would have been a touchdown if it wasn't for Snowden getting his hands on the ball. Was it Snowden? Yep, it's Snowden. He got his hand on the ball. Again, Snowden had three and a half tackles for a loss this game. A sack, eight tackles, and that pass breakup. So now it's third down. Two, four, five defense. We got Noah and Snowden up on the line of scrimmage. We sent, we both appear to come, but Noah backs off. We send both backers, and Snowden's humping. Ha! Just missed the sack. That elusiveness of King. But there's Zane to clean him up. His knee was down right there. So they went and reviewed it. Negative seven yards. That's a sack for Zane. And we we end up blocking that field goal, right? Yeah. So now they have the ball backed up. We play field position. They're at their own four-yard line. They start with an inside zone. We're in two, four, five defense. Good get off using the hands. Snowden sliding down from the field, checking to make sure King didn't keep it. Gann does a good job keeping his outside shoulder free. Briggs does a good job of being violent with his hands, pushing out, extending. Nick Jackson fills the inside gap on Briggs. I mean, Briggs can bump out now. He grabs the tailback. It's a great gap responsibility right there. That's great defense. It's great defense. Two, four, five again. We run the game. We're bringing Zane to the field, bringing Snowden inside. They pick up Snowden. Got cross down here solo versus receiver number 12. Coverage incomplete. 39. They try to run a quarterback keep off the inside zone. Gam sniffs is out. So Gam's up on the line of scrimmage. To the boundary, he runs the game. He loops all the way inside to the A-gap where the center vacated. He's unaccounted for. Nice block. We get a stop. Three minutes left in the first half. It's still 7-7. They got the ball back on their own 20. Two receivers to the boundary. They run a switch. Oh. I was almost picked. Running 2-4-5 defense. 
I don't really get any pressure. But no, uh, who is that? Mandy Alonzo bats the ball down at the line of scrimmage. It goes all the way up. You see Clary running to try to get it. Misjudges just a little bit. And this <laughs> receiver pulls it down. Line up again. Unfortunate. Now they got us outflanked to the field. Three receivers were outflanked. It's two on three on two out there. I saved these a little too far inside. Bratton's fighting off the tight end. Right here, Bratton has to keep his outside arm free. You know you have a safety inside of you. We always say, don't peek. Don't peek. Just stay outside. Don't peek your head in. As soon as he peeked his head in, the tight end washed him down. He hits the free defender that's coming in the appropriate alley that he should be. Receiver gets outside. That's a missed tackle. After the fact, and then Snowden does a good job of getting him down. So that's just assignment right there, understanding where your help is coming from. You're at the point guy and trips. It's a, it's a bubble screen. You got outside. Keep your outside shoulder free. Even if he cuts inside, you keep your head on the outside, and you just give ground. So he peaked. Receiver did a good job of getting back to the outside. It knocks off Clary, who was the free defender. Then we have a missed tackle by the next guy that pursues that kind of takes a back. Yeah, you just took a bad angle, champ. You didn't realize how fast this kid was because you kind of relaxed. So that's how you missed the tackle. He had to change speed. He outruns you, basically. And then Snowden does a good job of catching up and tackling him. So that was just response, you know, what we call chasing a mouse, understanding how to box him in. Always make him cut it in. Oh, that wasn't Bratton. That was King. My fault, Bratton. The nines and the eights, man. So that was King. That's all right. Next possession, two, four, five. Once again, he got his outflanked to the outside. That's all they're doing is counting. If it's three on two, they throw the quick screen. They threw the quick screen, nine-yard gain. That's basically extension of the run game. They was counting. So pre-snap, they had five. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, because Zane didn't bump out. He's still considered in the box. So they're going to throw it. They're going to tempo again. King keeps it. We do a good job of corralling him. Got Nick Jackson one on. Oh, good job, Nick. Great. Awesome job, Nick. And Bernie, good job fighting off that double team to help Nick. That's awesome. Still in the first half. It's two minutes. They got us out flanked again in a sense because the safety's so far back. They're going to throw that screen, but this time we stay outside. Safety's just, he's just too far back. Just too far back. Just too far back. They got us outflanked out here. This time the point guy does a, a very good job of keeping his outside shoulder, and this time he did what I said. King, like he heard me. Instead of poking it, peeking his head in, he gave ground. He just he didn't have an inside pursuer this time. And Nick does a good job of defeating his block. We make the tackle. 152 left and a half. Same formation. They're trying to outflank because they're counting. They run the inside zone. And it's tempo. So this is when the tempo started taking place and we started getting tired. So they have five guys in the box. We got one, two, three, four, five. Initially six. Then Zane bumps out. So now it's just five. So they're going to run the ball now. Um, I think it was a missed tackle right there. Yeah, we had a missed tackle by safety versus a big back. Well, he ended up getting them down, so it's not a missed tackle. He went down. This time we bow up. They go tempo again. You can see we not lined up. Um, but they run the ball, and we actually have six in the box. They thought they could catch us because we wasn't lined up, right? This is actually just a pure run play because the receivers are start blocking. From the jump, Bernie does an exceptional job right there of winning versus a double team. And Nick was right there in the gap, too. That was that was nice. Second and 10, four receiver set. They swing the receiver out. They do a little uh, what we call an oak route with a pause and go. So if you're the outside receiver, you take a five-by-five five release. You take an angle, 
and you sit for 1001 and then you try to go behind the defender once they think you just sitting there on the hammer route. Um, Zane sees it, which is exceptional. Good job, Zane. Nick bumps out. We get pressure. He has to scramble out for negative two. He steps out of bounds. So it's a good cover sack right there. Good job of Zane. A lot of times we don't give linebackers credit, man, for when they finally drop. And, and Zane did a good job of dropping and seeing what the play was. This is third and 11 on the 15. We send pressure. Oh, Lord. Damn, Carter just – was that Carter? No, that's 95. That's – oh, crap. I don't want to do that. I got to get – I got to – damn, I just forget. I just – damn, name just – hold on. Because I want to get – show him his love, man. He just destroyed the defense alignment. I mean he destroyed him. His name just escaped me, man. I don't want to do that. If I'm going to say your name, I want to make sure I give you your props. Oh, yeah, Adib. Yeah, that's who it is, Adib. I knew that's why I didn't want to say his name because I didn't want to mess up his last. I call him Double A. Double A destroyed this dude. Just destroyed the lineman. Good God. And great play by Amos on the big tight end and made him settle for three. Next up, so this is the start of the third quarter. So the first half, we played well. Bimber don't break. After the first series, we only gave up three points. Starting the second half now, I thought offense went three and out. They try to attack us deep. We do a great job of playing coverage. We get pressure. Sack or attack or just a tackle because he get back to the line of scrimmage. We send we send Snowden all the way into the A-gap. He gets right in the face of a king, and then Noah finishes him up from the strong side. Second and 10. Play action. We do a good job of getting pressure. Nick Jackson, and then Clary's right there. He's triggering. Great job. Cover sack and pressure. It was everything. So now it's third down. We send pressure again. We play running games. Ooh, man, Zane came through like a bat out of hell. Good tackle by Bratton to stop the first down. So they punt it. Now it's first to 10 from their own nine-yard line. We send pressure with Zane through the A-gap. Ooh, he almost has King. He almost could have got called for a face mask. We pile him up. He just gets out. Exceptional job by by King, though. That was that was individual effort right there. But Zane could have got called for hands to the face, a face mask. He didn't. Um, he jumped over a pal. It was a holding call. Right, it should have been holding right there. Manny's getting held. Snowden getting held. I don't know if it was a call or not. Did they call that? How did he not call that? Anyway. Ended up being a five-yard gain. Second and five. They run a, they run a stretch zone. Snowden does an exceptional job of playing with his hands. Tackle for a loss, negative five yards. Awesome job by Snowden. Great get-off by Manny Alonzo. Great get-off by Carter, the juggernaut. Yeah, that's defense. That's defense. Got third and ten. This we got we we gotta stop the scene. This like why are we busting off the hash and just allowing a receiver to have inside leverage on us? I do not know. Like if you're playing short zone, that corner has to know vertical release by number two. You just back up. Don't just sit there so the safety knows he can squeeze. Cause this is unacceptable. Like this is easy pitch and catch. Easy pitch and catch. Easy pitch and catch. Like, you got to do yourselves a favor. We can't expect our backers to see that. There's no way the middle hole guy is going to see it because he has to take the tight end who's a threat. So in order to help King from getting off the hash so fast, I feel like Nick can back up a little more. By pattern reading number two. Like, if number two is going vertical, that means you got to sink regardless. And then the safety has to understand that you just 
allow the receiver to get inside leverage on you by getting off the hash so fast. So yeah. That just that's just bad that that that's not good. So next play, they go tempo inside zone, three yard gain. I wouldn't say that's a missed tackle. Cause cause Bernie has the top of the jersey. Like Clary tries to clean him up and he and bounces off the guy. So next up we got second and seven. They run smash. Nick does a good job with his pedal, identifies it, closes. Nice tackle. Minimal gain. Third and two. Inside zone. Back does a good job of identifying that Zane's coming free in the A-gap. Uses a burst to get away from him. Jameer's getting, Briz is getting hell like hell. How do you not see that? He's getting held so bad. Good gosh. Cross comes up, makes the tackle, 12-yard gain for a first down. First and 10. Ah, this is the one. Nick sees they've been running bubbles all game when they outflanked. He gambles. He gambles right. Doesn't finish. Just doesn't finish. I mean, he is... One-on-one with number one when he catches that. Damn. Those are a dream for a defensive back. A dream. That's a passive. That's a PD you don't want on your stats right there. Next up. Let's see what we got. Come out in two by two. Two receivers on each side. We drop Gam to the boundary. That means we leave Bernie. No, no. Briggs to be contained. That's tough on him. Scramble. Drill. He does a good job of finding a receiver on the sideline. Ben, but don't break though. Still keeping everything in front of us. That's what we wanted. They go quick. They go tempo, tempo. Legal procedure. Got pushed back. First and 15. Oh, that's a great call. I don't know. Our, end, uh, our linebacker that's on the end can't get washed down. He has to maintain his leverage. He doesn't do that. They get outside. Cross forcing them out of bounds. Yeah. Can't do that. You can't give up your outside. You just subbed in. Hadn't played that much. Can't get outside. Can't get out flank right there. They go tempo. And I think this is this is the uh, a series. So I think this series, let me go to my notes now. I think not not the notes, but the play by play. I think this is a series in which we call a timeout, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on. Let me let me make sure I'm getting everything right for y'all. I think we call a timeout. Where is it at? Where my notes at? So the third quarter, because is this when they set up for a field goal? Yeah, so this was like a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So that was already a 10-play drive. We called timeout. So, yeah. So they ran 10 plays. Bronco felt like we were gassed. We used a timeout. That was our first timeout of the second half that we used to to allow us to regroup. Noah missed a one-on-one tackle. Guy did a good job of stiff arming, but we corralling. That was on second and one. So that's a first down run. Then they run for five yards. No missed tackle right there. They run inside zone. 
for five yards. So it's four, first, first and goal at the four. He falls, so we'll get a stop right there. Second and goal at the three. We bow up. Nick Jackson makes a hell of a five play. Everybody controlling their gap. Textbook, he, he scrapes over, fits him up, get in the weight room, running back. Next play, boom. Gam crashes down. We ran the game. We fire Amos from the safety. Gam gets a big hit, and everybody joins in on the fun. Negative two yards. So we bowed up. So that timeout allows guys to regroup, make them set a full field goal. So now they have the ball again in the third quarter. It's like a minute left. Snowden gets another tackle for loss up at the line of scrimmage. Defeats the tight end. Comes comes the balance. Grabs the, grabs the running back and Cross comes in with them and everybody joins in on the fun. We trigger. They try a flea flicker. We're there. Nobody to throw to. He throws it away. Great job. I'm going to speed this up a little bit. This is a 20-yard game, so let's see what happened. They come out in trips. They got his outflank to the field. We trigger. We blitz. We run a game. You get Noah coming through the A-gap from the outside. Um, looks like Manny was initially wanting to go outside, but he slipped inside. So King gets outside. Zane's getting held. Nothing's called. Scramble drill. We had they had that number two receiver running a smash route versus Bratton. Scramble drill. He gets behind him. So on third and eleven, they gain twenty. Man, Zane's getting held like hell. I mean, that's terrible. Right in front of the ref too. Man, that's a great. That was a great throw by King on the run. They go tempo. Nick Jackson is out. Um, he bumped out. So with him bumping out, they feel like they had advantage to run the ball. Nick does a great job of stepping out towards the point guy, the tight end, understanding his inside zone, being a football player, coming back in and fapping the hell out. That linebacker. I mean, he. I mean, a running back. He butted him. They're going to know about Nick Jackson, man. So now we're going to the fourth quarter. They come out in a full house and pistol. We trigger from the from the boundary with cross. So that means Amos has to check the receiver. As he's going out to, to check to see the release of the receiver, the receiver's already busting in to go across the field. He's trailing off the bat. You have an over route from the field. So we got two guys checking the receiver to the field. He runs his over route. He gets underneath the safety that's helping Nick Grant. And they complete a deep pass. So, Nick King, I mean, uh, D. King made a play in the pocket because he got pressured. And the receiver made a hell of a catch on the sideline. He finished. Finished, finished, finished. Next play. Now, so we're playing straight man. We got three on three out here to the field. Safety's initial alignment is getting them killed. You got to understand, if you had no help to the inside and you're – the very inside defensive back, you have to force, you have to anchor that inside leg. You cannot allow bang eights because you have no help. They could come out the back door. Luckily, King missed this throw. No, he didn't miss the throw. He made this throw. But I think the safety alignment, he was beat. And once the receiver saw he was head up on him, he knew he had the inside route. It was pitch and catch. You have to be a half a man inside and have to maintain that inside leverage. You have to. You cannot give up inside when you have no help to the inside. And we do that repeatedly. We have to fix that. Understand what offenses are trying to do to you. Understand what they see on film. They see that everybody beats us to the inside, to the scene. Next play, we get pressure on King again. He uses his legs. 16-yard gain on first down. I mean, we knew he'll make some plays with his legs. I mean, we've been spoiled with having Bryce doing that to defenses. He didn't do it a whole lot, but he 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 was timely. They tried to run a quick screen. They dropped it. It started raining, so they dropped that. Next play, they come out empty set. Try another quick screen. 
a tunnel screen this time. They drop that. Third down and 10. They run a whip. They run Oak with a whip. So they came in trips bunch again. We had a man on a point. Tight end. Runs a dig route. Number one receiver. He runs a looky route. The very inside receiver runs out for three yards and he whips back and he follows and where the first receiver vacated the area. He actually had the first receiver wide open. I mean, he was wide open. He might have scored. He might have caught that and came out the back end. And tough tackle to make when you're trailing. King came off his man to try to make the tackle. So I can see how folks say that was a missed tackle, but he came off his man to try to make the tackle. So we tackling right there at So this is when we started getting gas too. Cause I think we use a timeout after this play. If I'm not mistaken, because this is when they score. Okay, so yeah. So we're gassed. You can see our linemen like barely getting off the guy. So we call the timeout, which is our second. They run a jet sweep. We get new bodies in. Let me see who was in the play before. And then let me see who's in the play after. All right, so the same guys that was in before are still in. So we get them a breather. They run a jet sweep. Noah does a great job of using his hands, getting outside, and they call him for a horse collar. It's just unfortunate. So after the tight end, after the timeout, you get a breather. You adjust. They try to run a jet sweep. They call horse collar. Then they run an inside zone for two yards. Then they run wildcat. And they score. And then this is when we burn our last timeout. So I saw I missed it. They don't show when we call timeout. But the first time we called timeout, guys couldn't get lined up. We had guys just, you can see it on the TV copy. They're not even lined up because Miami goes quickly to to the two-point conversion. So we call timeout because the thought process is we don't want them to get 21. We want it to be 19 to 7. So we score and then we score again. We essentially win versus times, like being aggressive. Now, you could say he should have kept the, you know, the timeout and, you know, might have gave you an extra minute, you know, not knowing. But I understood why they called the timeout right here. You wanted to make sure they get the, you didn't want them to get the two-point conversion. And I understood why they used the timeout before this. It's because they were gassed. That tempo was killing us. It's absolutely killing us. So um, that's what happened. So we end up. So I will say this. At least when we use a timeout, some productive happened. For crying out loud. Good God. And stop comparing Coach to, to Pete Gillen and stuff, man. I, I think that's like the most disrespectful thing ever. Stop lumping them in with people in the past who didn't do well. We get a sack. They don't get the two-point conversion. So now it's nine minutes left in the game. First down, inside zone. Five yards. Nick with another tackle. Speed this up some. They try a quick screen again, a bubble screen in the boundary for just a one-yard gain. They go in tempo again. They thought it was a, they thought somebody was all sides. It was a free play. So he tried to take a shot. Receiver catches the ball out of bounds. So they punt. They get the ball back with five minutes. Three-yard gain by King. Nice play by the defense. Second and seven. Inside power. Good play by the defense. Only gave up four yards. Third and three. Good play call. Snowden has to bump all the way out. If he's going to be the help guy dropping and he's looking right at three, get to him. Get to him. Get in the path at least. 
They they, they ran sticks. And that dude held on to it. I don't know how he held on to that because he got hit hard. Oh, no, he dropped. Never mind, it wasn't a hit. He dropped down. They get a first down, two-yard gain, 330 left. They try to throw. This is one where King was beat by alignment. He lined up outside shade versus a slot receiver with no inside help. Receiver did a good job of stemming his inside shoulder. He's not recognizing that he's giving up his leverage. King misses it. That would have been a nail in the coffin. I mean, King actually had a nice break, though. I give it to you. He had a nice break. So I felt like if he would have hit the receiver in stride, I don't know. He had a good break on. He had a good break, though. He came flat and the receiver went high. So it just depends. Like, you never know. But it didn't look good in the complete incompletion. So now it's third and eight. Third and eight with 2.56 left in the game. We need this. Again, he runs slow go on Nick. He does a great job. Pedaling, pedaling, understanding not to give up inside. He's anchoring. Use it. Oh, man, this is this is perfect. This is perfect. And the receiver grabs the outside of Nick's arm and pulls Nick into him. So the receiver grabs Nick's inside arm and the ref trailing the play throws the flag. Because Nick, Nick's hand, his palms are open. So he's letting you know he's not holding. He's letting you know. He did what you're supposed to do on a sluggo. You pedal, they go slant. You weed pedal inside and you cock, anticipating the go, which he did. He trapped the upfield shoulder. Got the hip. The receiver grabs Nick, pulls Nick into him, and Nick opens his hands up like I'm not holding him and tries to look back for the ball. So the ref that's in front of them, that's closest, doesn't throw the flag because it's not interference. And then you have a referee, basically the line judge, trailing the play, throws the flag. When you clearly see, clear as damn day, that the receiver grabs Nick. The receiver grabs Nick. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's a terrible call. I don't even see anymore. That's a terrible call. Terrible. Nick, you did all you could do, bro. Great, great pedal, great weave, trapped the upfield shoulder, got to the hip. Once you close the hip, you try to look back, but in the process of looking back, you got grabbed. And you put your palms up, let him you know I'm not holding him. So defensively, I thought we did a good job. Defensively, I thought we did a very good job. We did Bama don't break. That's what I wanted to do. Um so that's what it is, man. And hold on, I was reading something. Trying to get something. But I, I, do, I do want to end the podcast on this, man. And I'm, I'm just be transparent with folks. Because it, it, it seems to me, this is what it seems to me, man. It seems a lot of y'all can, can dish things out, but you can't take it. A lot of y'all are questioning everything that's going on, and that's cool. You can question that as a fan. But if somebody come with a different opinion like myself, then y'all become sensitive like you victims. Like, let's stop playing that victim stuff. All we're doing is discussing sports. Nobody trying to big boy you. Nobody trying to belittle you. Nobody trying to say you don't know nothing. You challenge what a coach called. I may challenge why you challenge why, why, what you challenge. That's all it is. Like, stop taking things so serious, man. Like, come on, man. Put your big boy pants on. Damn. It, it, that's what amazes me about the dialogue, whether it's on the Sabre, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Twitter. Like, you got to be able, like, if you're going to, like, jump out there and say something, people going to say something back to you. Just like I know if I tweet something, somebody going to tweet something back to me. I was joking with Bennett Collins, and somebody jumped in that, not realized I was joking with him. And I jokingly said, come on, man, just shut up. We having fun. And then homie took it personal. Like, first of all, me, I don't care about your feelings. If you feel it some type of way, that's on you. You took it that way. If you really think I'm trying to be malicious towards you, then you don't really know me anyway, and I don't really care. Like, 
you misinterpret that. I don't try to attack nobody. I don't care enough to attack you over some football talk. Let's make this clear for now on. Don't ever think I'm being personal towards y'all like I getting something out of saying what I say to you. I don't get anything for interacting with you. You know what I'm saying? Like I could be thinking I'm so sedated and just say I ain't going to never talk to nobody. But I always try to engage with fans, talk, discuss things, talk things through. But it just seems to me like a lot of y'all could, could, can say something and when that energy is met, y'all don't like it. And then you make me out like I'm the bad guy. Like, dude, you think you know, know it all? No, 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 no. Maybe you think you know it all. I don't even care if you know it all. You giving your opinion, just like I'm giving my opinion. I never say everything I say is word is bond, like it's the law, like it's gospel. But we gotta stop that, bro. Like sooner or later, I'm just not gonna talk to y'all no more. And it ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say it's gonna hurt y'all. Like, oh my god, Boho's not gonna talk to him. But I'm just saying, don't be surprised if I don't be answering a lot of folks. This is why, because majority of times, like people get in their feelings, like, and I don't like to feel like I'm hurting somebody's feelings or or making or belittling them. So once I feel like somebody takes it to, that I'm belittling them, I ain't going to talk to you no more. I'm just not. I'm not going to engage with you. I'm going to just chill. I'm just fall back. You, you listen to the podcast. You just hear what I got to say. But as far as if you email me, if you hit me with direct message and I don't say nothing to you no more, just know it's probably because I feel like you took something the wrong way and I don't feel like apologizing for something that I ain't even put out there to belittle, belittle you. So let me just put that out there. That's all. That's all. But what I try to do is clear things up provide a different perspective, uh, continue to increase the dialogue because I like to tap in with the fans. And I get it. This is not all fans. That's why I say some of y'all just got to chill out. Like, damn, bro. I'm I'm basically doing what you do. I always like to play the mirror match. Like, if I feel like a certain energy is coming towards me, I meet it. I'm competitive. So if I feel like, hey, we getting down to the nitty gritty and you move the fence, then I'm going to say, hey, you moving the fence, so let me move the fence. And if you say, well, something don't matter, then I'm going to say, well, what you just said didn't matter. That, exactly. We can only go off what took place, not what ifs. You know what I'm saying? Because we could say one play happened at this point in the game, and that play happened way then, so it didn't matter. But it's still a big play that changes the dynamic of the game, no matter how your logic is having you view the situation. So hopefully y'all enjoyed the separate uh, offense and defense. I may not do this again. I don't know. Y'all let me know. Um, it took a lot of time. You know, it's like three hours of the, uh, of the day. It ain't like I'm getting paid hella bucks doing the podcast. I try to just do this for everybody just to, you know, provide more in-depth, you know, analysis. And, and I felt like the play-by-play would be fun and good. But I don't know, man. Uh, a lot of times, man, it, it's tough. But I enjoy it. But don't y'all got to stop that. Matter of fact, I'll just stop. Put like that. No, you don't got to stop nothing. Y'all do what you've been doing. I'll stop. I'll make sure I check myself or what I respond to. I'll improve on that. So scratch what I just said. I'm going to improve on what I respond to and what I just don't say nothing to. Because at the end of the day, we see the game differently. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody wants the Wahoos to win. Everybody want to look for a reason why we're not winning. It's human nature. That's just what it is. I'm out. And another thing, my last thought, my last thought about the timeout before the two-point conversion. I'm going to say this again. Everything is hindsight, right? Everything is what thing, what happened in the past. So, you know, what's the trend? The trend, oh, you got to save your timeouts for this. You got to save your timeouts for that. Hindsight is 2020. We lost, so you're going to jump at, oh, mismanaging the timeouts because early in the year, you know, we called the timeouts with the punt team and this, this, and that. This game, the tempo, you had to call timeout. Timeouts are there for you to use at your discretion and, and, and at times where you, you see it's best fit for your team. You know what I'm saying? Bronco calls timeout for the two-point conversion. It's 19 to 7 now. You're thinking, hey, we got to score two touchdowns regardless, but at least if we go ahead and burn this now, we can get this game over with because we gassed. I know my guys are gassed on defense, right? He win that game 21-19. Oh, 20 to 19 because we score in the last possession, right? 20 to 19, 21-19, don't matter, but we win. Or we get to the point to where we force them to have to kick a field goal to win. He's looked like as a genius 
of stopping that two-point conversion, not conceding. We all know this. But hindsight is twenty twenty. Everything is under the microscope. When you lose, you point out every single thing. You nitpick. You pull at straws. We understand that. That's all I'm saying is I understand why on the road versus that team, he said, I got to stop this two-point conversion. I just got to. Because we come here to win. I ain't come here to tie. I ain't come here to go to no damn overtime. That's just my opinion. That's it. I ain't saying y'all wrong and criticizing him for using his timeouts because the way of thinking and over the years we've been seeing how diplomatic you're supposed to be with your timeouts in the second half so you can get extra you know I understand that but I also understand why he did it and the mindset so that's it man I'm really done this time thank you for listening to Believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.